let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Volume. Get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit $5 or more can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. How cool of a deal is that? All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It takes 90 seconds and use the code Colin. C-O-L-I-N. This is the best deal you're going to find. New customers, it's a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. How cool is that? Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code is Colin. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. All right, there we go. Kansas City 25-22. It hits the under by half a point. John Middlecoff, former NFL scout, three and out, who knows the Niners very, very well. Um, You know, I had said this about Andy Reid. If I look at Bill Belichick's career, it is overwhelmingly tied to one player. I mean, they were bad in New England before Brady. They were bad after him. weren't very good in Cleveland. I, you know, I'll say this: I, the we don't consider Bill Russell with eleven rings better than Jordan with six. I think Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I think Andy Reid's the best coach I've ever seen. He's not tied. He, Donovan McNabb was a B minus quarterback. He, he was always inaccurate. He was an athlete, not ideal size. You know, he's always he short hop stuff. He. He was kind of like uh, – he was a good quarterback. He was out of shape in the Super Bowl, Colin. I mean, yeah. he was throwing up in the Super Bowl. Just... <laughs> I mean, I just feel like Andy, who always gave Belichick problems, even with second-tier quarterbacks, I think Andy's a better coach than Belichick. First of all, when that when you go to overtime, we're all just – I mean, Romo and Nance are like, oh, this is Andy Reid. 
this is this is this is almost unfair. I mean, Andy hides stuff. Um, so much of New England's success was tied to an offensive line coach. Um, I mean, if you go look uh, when Scott Pioli leaves in the last eight or nine drafts when Bill controlled him, he didn't draft well. He's toned. He's allergic to offense. Once he lost offensive people, Bill really regressed badly. I think you look at Andy Reid's coaching tree, his ability to adapt, win with multiple quarterbacks, multiple coordinators. I think Andy's the best football coach since Bill Walsh. That's my take. You know, again, Bill Russell had some advantages. Um, you know, it was Red Arbach. It was, there were fewer teams. And Bill, I, I'm not and in no way saying Bill, um, I mean, listen, he, he helps find Dante Skarnakia. He, you know, helped, he drafted Brady. I think, but I think Andy Reid, I mean, we think Shanahan is elite. We both do. Top three or four coach in the year. That game comes down to that last drive. I mean, you, you have to acknowledge that Andy's doing stuff. They're hiding stuff they haven't used. I don't know. I, I when I watch when I watch Andy Reid's teams in big games. I mean, he's the best coach up a bye of all time. He's now very close to being the best big game coach ever. Uh, they win more close games, more more games they've trailed in the half. I'm not in any way discounting Mahomes' ability. But yet that last drive in overtime, it is so clever. Um, I mean, how many third and twos and fourth and twos did they run a play and you're like, oh, they haven't seen that one this year. I don't know. Where do we classify Andy Reid? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's definitely, you know, Walsh is going to go down as probably the most famous coach of all time right there with Lombardi, right? When you th when you close your eyes, you say the NFL, you'd go Walsh, Lombardi, and you said Belichick too. You know, Walsh won three Super Bowls. People forget Seaford won two, right? Uh, so Andy now has three. One thing that's not debatable with him and Bill, because I, I do think Bill has taken some un, unfair criticism. Like, we watched him make incredible moves in the biggest games, from double passes to not calling the timeout against Pete Carroll to embarrassing Sean McVay, who, granted, was like 34 at the time, but still, they, they, they scored three points in the Super Bowl. When their teams are not Super Bowl contenders, right, and Andy's proven it with, he was making the playoffs with Jeff Garcia. He had Alex Smith competing to win that division when Peyton Manning was in it. You remove Tom Brady, the team is horrendous, awful. And I would say if you just factor in the errors, eras, and you've talked about this, Belichick in an era where defense is physical is cream of the crop, right? He was developing defensive game plans for Parcells to take out Walsh in Montana. Early on in Brady, he had those physical teams taking out Marshall Falk in the Super Bowl, some of the great game plans. But th that league no longer exists. The right. league we're in now is Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Andy Reid. Offensive league, innovative. How to get first downs is just, if not more important than defense. And Andy's the best. It's not even close. And I think anyone that knows him, and, and I knew him before he had a Super Bowl, uh, I he's just an incredible human being. You know, that's one thing. People defend Belichick that have been around him because they had a lot of success around him. People defend Andy that have been around him before he won it because they liked him. Because what he, the way he treated people, the way he acted in the office, the way he was to coaches. Look at his coaching tree. Like, if you factor that in, one thing Bill Walsh got a lot of credit for, right, was one Super Bowls, always pivoted off players, and found guys like, I don't know, Mike Holmgren, George Seifert, who then led it. They, they had this, you know, kind of uh, opening with what came with coaches that became, ran the league. Bill, Bill was the opposite, 
right? Look at Andy's coaching tree. It's freaking incredible. And all those guys swear by him. Yeah, Matt Nagy's considered a miss. In a time when Stafford, Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins were in their prime, he got he got Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs twice. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky's one of the I, I think Mitch Trubisky was like the worst contract in the league. He made eight million dollars and he's not even he's barely a third string quarterback. Matt Nagy's gonna be head coach in the NFL again. Like Has I, to I, be. I promise you, he he will be. You know who likes him the most on the staff beside Andy Reid? Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm giving that guy some credit of understanding what's, what can coach or not. Nobody, Bill Walsh would have struggled with Mr. Bisky. How many games would Belichick have won with Mr. Bisky? The guy, the guy can't hit water if he's sitting on a boat in the middle of the ocean. So, yeah. I, listen, I, I, I think Andy Reid, um, the scary part is, Colin, he's just not done. Like, all this retirement talk, Andy's not a well, golfer. He's not a fisher. The, <laughs> no, and also, to your point, they'll move off Chris Jones. They've got. They've done a good job drafting Carl Loftus and some other players. They got some pass rush, so they'll move off Chris. Um, they'll probably try to get Kelsey to sign another deal. Um, but I mean, they're not. I mean, they're, the smart teams in this league, I think, are they'll pay a they'll pay a f- front five guy, Aaron Donald, Rams. They'll pay him, uh, Chris Jones. But the smart teams in this league this is what drives me crazy about Pittsburgh. You can't be spending your money on defense outside of a TJ Watt. You just got to go draft safeties and corners. And most of these guys, if you look at them, Kansas City, they're not drafting a corner. They'll Occasionally, if it's a big need, they'll go early. But a lot of them are fourth, fifth, and sixth round draft picks. Same with running backs. So I just think, I look at Andy and I think to myself, New England started to show signs of regression even after the Atlanta Super Bowl. It was very obvious they could not draft a receiver or a tight end after Gronk. You started seeing that at the end. Remember Brady on the bench screaming, get open. I don't know where Kansas City's organization has a whole draft, develop, communication, quarterback, defense, bags. I always felt you could really see the more power Bill got, the worse the drafting got. It wasn't even an argument. I mean, like Veach has hit, like he's like uh, Brad Holmes in Detroit. You go to the last three years, he got like six hits. In the late rounds, too. It's not even just the first rounds. He's getting Pacheco's a seventh rounder. Watson, uh, the DB, I think was a seventh rounder. So they're getting players all over the draft. Yeah, they don't really have. I mean, they really don't. They've got the the ability to move off really popular, talented guys, which, you know, a lot of organizations don't. They can't. They just can't move off them. Uh, I I, I think. I mean, if I if I. I'm, I'm trying to think my next year's Super Bowl bubble. I thought this was, I honestly, I thought this was the year to get Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I really last did. year was two and they've won two. I mean, I, I was thinking, I've been watching, I'm almost 40 years old. So I, I remember watching sports for 30 years, right? The Cowboys in the mid 90s had a great run. The Yankees, obviously the Bulls, you know, the Patriots had a couple iterations. This five year stretch by the Chiefs. Three Super Bowls, been to another and lost it, been to six straight AFC championship games. It's as good of a run. Yeah. Some of the Warriors, and the difference of the Warriors, I mean, they got Kevin Durant, so of course they weren't going to lose. Some of those Yankee teams, they had unlimited money, they were buying players. The way they've done it, this is a lot very similar to the Patriots. They made some tough decisions. It was coaching, development, led by star quarterback, led by intelligence, led by character. The other thing at, at with my guy on the Chiefs, and this is where I think the two teams have a lot in common. The character on these teams, how hard these guys work, how into football they are, how much they care about football, uh, how serious they take this. Like, th- this is not some screw around. Half the teams in the league, I mean, some of their best players, 
are not dependable guys on a seven-day-a-week basis. That is not the case with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not the case with the 49ers. It's why these teams are kind of consistently winning, right? And obviously the Chiefs have that added element with Mahomes, which is kind of their trump card right now. But the football character that was on display in this game was something I would imagine every GM, when they go in a couple weeks, the combine is going to go. You start interviewing these guys because it is easy. It's like, well, look at how many plays this guy can make. Well, he's got about seven red flags. His offensive coordinator in college wasn't a big fan. And they don't overlook that stuff. Or they make sure that, like, that's a non-negotiable because you get in the fourth quarter in overtime in your 21st game of the season. If you're not locked in, if you're not into it, if you haven't been training all year long, you have no shot. You have no shot. And that's the one thing Andy, you know, who's always been, he had a little Al Davis to him at moments in his career. They are not screwing around in Kansas City with guys that just are like that. You know, it's one of the things about the NFL that I think you and I appreciate this is that um, I think it's a really well-run league. And I think it's easy. Uh, a lot of people in the media, a lot of newspaper people tend to be precious. And they're, they're kind Cadell of anti- was getting crushed last week. I mean, he was getting destroyed. What are we talking about? People just don't understand. Everything is up. They handled, uh, you know, the Kaepernick situation. They, you know, not easy for a league. Black Lives Matter. Those are those are big social movements. Um, those are not easy to navigate. And I think about 70 percent of players, NFL players, African-American. Uh, he's navigated that players like him, corporations like him um, there. You know, I, I know having talked to people at networks, they're tough, but um, rightfully I, I think, so. I mean, yeah. you got a product you want. <laughs> but if you start looking at how smart they've been with moving uh, extending the draft, moving free agency, putting stuff on Christmas. You know, I saw the NBA trade deadline was during a Super Bowl week. Well, what are you doing? What the, what the F are you doing? Baseball gives its awards like two months after the season. They don't give them on the same day. There's no buzz. Like it's all of a sudden out of the blue, you're like, oh, that guy won the American League MVP. You're like, and four <laughs> days later, it's that guy won comeback player of the year. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? The NFL has done a remarkable job to own the calendar. I mean, if I was baseball, the there's an opening. Sean McVay didn't play starters. It worked. Now nobody plays starters. The preseason's dead. NFL's cut a game. They may cut another game. It's just dead. Baseball, August is wide open. They'll never move on it. It's wide open. Guys like you and me, we take August off. It's like an off month. If if you shorten baseball by uh, 120 games and you start playoffs like August 8th, you own the month. That's what football would do. That's what he watched the NBA get this big marketing day when everybody's home on Christmas and Goodell's like, no, we're moving games. So when I look at the NFL, there's a lot of reasons it's popular. Scarcity, gambling. Um, but it's really – it's made everything else niche and they don't – they navigate politics. They're good to their players, but don't pander and coddle. Um, they've got mobility, but also loyalty. And I think they manipulate the calendar. And I, when I when I see these people get on Roger Goodell, I've had drinks with him once and dinner. He's really a good listener. He's just always, what do you think? I remember I had him on the show like several years ago. It was before the Super Bowl with New England and Philly. And I said, Commissioner, I love your sport. I don't know what a catch is. I don't understand what a catch is. And he literally said on the air, he goes, Colin, it's a big problem. That Super Bowl, they literally switched it for the Super Bowl. Remember, there were a couple of juggling catches by the Eagles in the end zone. They were touchdowns. 
And I don't know. I just when I when I look at the NFL in my business, you got to talk about it about sixty five percent of the time. I think it's I don't even know what the hole is. Like I think it's a brilliant league and incredibly well run. You could argue that you could talk about it eighty eighty five percent of the time and not skip a beat. I, I thought the criticism for him and, and a lot of big big J's that were very, very angry at Roger holding this press conference. I think question like, no one cares. The average fan does not care what Roger's saying. The other thing is no one associated with the NFL, players, coaches, executives, owners, people like us that talk about it have ever had more success because of the popularity of this sport. Yet if you just pull the average person that writes about the NFL, they would say Roger sucks. And on the, on the flip side, they would say Adam Silver's great. And listen, maybe it goes back to he doesn't placate with them. He doesn't text many of them, maybe. I, I've never met the guy. I, I don't have any dog in the fight beside I like football. But the league, think about, how about this week is a good example. They were very, very against Vegas for a long period of time. My, my father worked for a big farmer back in the 70s that bought a Vegas casino, the Maxim. Do you remember that when you yeah, got yeah, there? Yeah, it yeah. had gone bankrupt and he had bought it. And when he bought it, the guy comes up to him. And says, uh, Jack, we got three or four rooms with basically the equivalent of Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and Ray Liotta. They don't pay. I would just let them be. It was mob guys, right? In Vegas forever, 70s, 80s was probably shady. You go there now, it's corporate America, S&P 500. It is normal business. And what have the NFL done? They shifted right there. And that's that Vegas Super Bowl should happen every four years, max. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a perfect place. It, it's it's made for that. And now they have the – how awesome did that Super Bowl look on television in, in that in, in that stadium? And, and they, they, they listen, they were very at, adamant anti-Vegas. Remember, Tony got in trouble. And then the laws changed, and they quickly pivoted, and they moved a team there, and they've never looked back. Yeah, I think um, – and that's what people I talk to. I, I've always um, been partial to Miami – um, because it's just such a walk around on Ocean Avenue and warm. Uh, Ocean Ocean Drive and the I think it's Collins Drive or whatever is behind it. Um, I love just walk. And it, it, by the way, it's 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 like South America. It's cold in the rest of the country. It's even cold in California and Dallas, and then it's warm down in Miami. But I always thought Miami did the best job. And Los Angeles is more than capable, but LA is a big city and traffic's an issue. Um, traffic downtown, because of that F1 race, it really effed with traffic. Uh, Vegas has never had great traffic. But, you know, the other thing is about the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Go look up the 20 biggest hotels in America. 18 are in Vegas. You go to these places like the MGM. The biggest hotel in most American cities may have six. 450 rooms. <laughs> These things have like 8,000. I, st I stayed on the 65th floor at the Cosmo. I mean, I, I don't know how many rooms the Cosmo has, but to do the math, I mean, it's got to be a lot. So the, the city's just uniquely built. You know, I, I've said this for years. We don't move around Mardi Gras, New Year's, Rock and Eve. We don't move around a lot of the, uh, the, the awards that we see on TV and radio. You don't have to move everything. I mean, this idea that we should have cold weather Super Bowls. You can't put a Super Bowl. We tried it in Jacksonville, for Christ's sake. I was there. They had to bring in ships. There was nowhere to sleep. I mean, they, they were have they were having local. They had to call in three thousand taxi drivers from like Miami and Orlando. It was an S show. Put it in Vegas. If, if I said the Super Bowl, if I said the Super Bowl was there five straight years, would anyone complain? I don't think they would. It, well, it's just it, you don't never need to go outside. It's it just it's uniquely equipped for that. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I thought Vegas crushed. Uh, I thought Goodell had another good year. Uh, they just navigate all the turbulence and social issues. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the same two teams are back. If, okay, so let's do this. Let's, uh, I thought Romo and Nance did have a good game. I, you know, it's funny. Um, I don't, they're going to move the deck chairs. I think the CBS pregame show, there wasn't a memorable moment. They're all nice guys, but I, I it doesn't have a lot of oomph to me. It's kind of Fox has had that crew. It's like TNT basketball. It's just better than ESPN's. What are you going to say? It's Barkley, it's Shaq, it's Kenny, it's Ernie. I think the Fox crew has been doing it. You know, it's a little older in the tooth, but it's just good. It's, it's been good for a long time. It's smartly produced. Bill Richards, it's great pieces, funny enough. Um, and the CBS crew's okay to me. Uh, NBC at night, very okay to me. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I'm I not a fan. Not you. But um, I thought Romo and Nance were pretty good. I, I think Nance is great. And I think, you know, Tony is just kind of a squirrely fun personality. Tony's the kind of guy that if you went out golfing with him, you'd have a ball. He'd tell you a million stories. And sometimes he can be a little bit loose. But I thought he did. I thought he was. I thought it was one of Tony's Romo's better broadcasts. I thought he started calling things very quickly. You know, one of the things he kept saying is, you know, he'd be like, oh, this this drive hurts. Or uh, he kept saying, I thought it was really smart. He'd go, okay, that, whatever you just saw there, that was a designed Shanahan play. He was calling that throughout the game. He would give the coach credit, not just the player. And that's important. There's a distinction there that we always give the quarterback credit. And he would say, with like, at the end, he's like, that's an Andy Reid play. Mahomes is great. That's an Andy Reid play. So I, I, what is your take? I, I think Nance and Romo are fine. I do think once he signed that $17 million a year contract, he became a target. And once you're a target, it's hard. I, I think he got, pigeonholed in the lane if he calls the plays, which is not a sustainable thing to go do. And I think it is hard to be the goofier guy if you're not a little older. You know, John Madden, when he started calling games, by the time I was a kid, was in his 50s, right, or 60s. Gruden was already this massive personality by the time he got the booth. When I think about Troy Aikman, I think a guy, like, he'll crush some people. Troy Aikman's kind of an old-school bat. He has that definitive lane. People kind of like that. Because a lot of announcers, the former players, they won't really be critical. To Troy has no problem doing that. That's why I, that's my stuff. I enjoy that. Yeah. Collinsworth is just one of those unique guys that I don't remember a play he ever made because by the time I was, he was already retired by the yeah. time I was probably 10, but he's just good. And you watch Tony sometimes, he gets loosey goose. Not really my style because he's never going to be that critical on moments where it's like, okay, Tony, but if you're not going to do that, you have to do something else. Yes. And he kind of lost his fastball once he stopped doing the plays and people thought he was starting getting lazy because what's he doing? He's never going, well, that's a terrible call when it obviously is. I think most people that sit on their couch now, we've all watched a lot of football. Some stuff's pretty obvious. Yeah. And when the announcers refuse because they're everybody's friends, they know these coaches, it's not that enjoyable, right? Why, why does Colin Coward have success? You're opinionated. There's, you see something, you say it. And I think Tony was very hesitant to do that. In fairness to Peyton Manning, he's like, listen, I don't want to be critical. So he doesn't call the games, really. He just does the thing with Eli. But if you're going to sit in that chair, if you're going to be Tom, it's going to be hard. Like, uh, Tom, people are going to want to hear you say, that's a terrible play call. Because we we watched you play, and we know that's your style. Like, you get mad. And Peyton does it actually sometimes, too. And he immediately kind of goes viral because people like that. And I think Tony's always really struggled with that. Even they tries to play nice with both guys. Like, Jim, I think you should go for it here. Like, just, just pick a lane, Tony. It's okay if you're wrong. But I think yeah. he's always very offend. He's always very hesitant, it feels like, to offend the coach because he knows these guys well. They all text him. He's buddies with them. 
And uh, th- that to me is my criticism. He just won't say stuff when it's pretty obvious sometimes. I don't care about the play calls. I like having a little fun, whatever. But just say, that was a terrible freaking call, Jim. We, you, you, that cannot happen in that situation. He's just never going to. Or Troy, I would say Troy, especially once Tony got a lot of money, has no problem laying the law down. And people enjoy that. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward draft coverage. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports, like all-time NCAA scoring leader Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, and many of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round picks. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out the most popular trading card brands like Prism, Select, Don Russ, and more. For those NFL draft fans, get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Coward Draft coverage. All right. I don't uh, I don't ask for Silo to do this much. He comes on TV and I'll go on his podcast, but I don't want to get in his way. He's busy. He's a man of the people and I don't want to get in his shit. But I do like talking to him because on my podcast, we can talk about stuff. Look at first thing he does is show the gun show. I mean, fuck, I got no shot here. I know it sounds, um, you'll remember this. So I, I always worry, you know, overreaction Monday, recency bias. I'm emotional. I watch these games. I get so key. I, mean, I could, you and I could sit and talk for an hour about a game and you and I have had beers and we we're just like, it's like, we're doing a show, right? Cause we love our, what we do. But I remember years ago, you'll remember this. Randy Moss goes to the Patriots. He's there a couple of years. It's very successful. Monday night game against Miami. They don't freaking target him. And I went on the air the next day on ESPN. I said, he's out. Time out. You don't have Randy Moss and not target him. Now, you could target him 11 times with two completions. It could be the weather. It could. 
he's out. And I remember at this point, I was still like reading emails and people were like, this recency bias. Two days later, it was gone. And I'm like, sometimes it's not recency bias. You're seeing shit. And, and I remember that because it was like, you couldn't guard Randy Moss at that point. You literally couldn't guard him. There was not, you had to roll coverage over. You could put Revis on him. It didn't matter. He got open. And I'm watching about two weeks ago, I'm watching three weeks ago, I'm watching Mahomes and I saw it again Sunday and I'm, it reminds me of MJ. And I said this three weeks ago, I said, I think that's the best football player I've ever seen. And one of the things I remember this with Michael Jordan years ago, I was, uh, I was on the couch at the time with a, a, a young lady, it was Vegas years ago, and it was the Phoenix nice. Chicago series, Barkley MJ. And I, we, she was a basketball player, so she really loved the sport. And I said, there's 50 guys in this league, Michael, as tall as Michael, as slender. Um, he's not the best shooter or the best ball handler. I said, you should be able to duplicate that. Yeah. Nobody can. I'm like, he makes it look like so easy. I've, I said, even the great players, Barkley, you could tell when he shifted gears. Clyde Drexler, you could tell. Kobe shifting gears. Michael be like, he'd get uh, these beads of sweat in his head. And you're like, yeah, I think he shifted gears. That Michael was so effortless when he would flip the ball over his head when he was fouled. to do. And when I watch Mahomes, I'm like, is he playing 80% speed? This is not, I can tell when Josh Allen and Lamar are trying and I don't think it's overreacting. I've never, I've never seen anything like Mahomes. I've never seen it. I haven't. You still think, look, he's, what he's doing at the position, because, you know, we can talk about players and then the resume, because we get really good at counting and you start adding it all up. Um, it appears, especially with the throwing angles and all that stuff, that he's more gifted at physical thrower yeah. of the football than yes. Brady. But you don't have some of the same feelings that you had about Brady, where Brady in those big playoff spots, when he dropped back, you just went, oh, like he no. he knows. He's elevated his risk. He knows what he has to do. Oh, I they're felt- not protecting. He doesn't have everybody getting open on the outside. Right. Like I, I would see Brady in these games decide hey, these are the things that aren't going my way. Now I'll adjust to those in a way that I think it's a pretty short list of people that I think are even on that with him. So I, I felt, I, I, I felt like Brady was a math. He beat everybody at the math. That Tom could go to the line of scrimmage and he just did math and he knew what you couldn't defend. He always had a very good possession guy, Dion Branch, Wes Welker, Edelman. He almost always had a good tight end, Dante Scarnecchia, run game O-line. He had protection. I felt what Tom was doing, and this is not a knock, it was like chess. Tom was a, a math expert. He would go to the line. He knew what was coming. You couldn't throw anything at him. With Mahomes, he had a run in the Super Bowl where he, where he ran in late. It may have been overtime, fourth quarter. He cut through the D-line and sprinted. And there's something cognitively beyond math that his, like, he can do the math too. There is something about his ability to see something and the ball is out of his hand quicker than anybody I've ever seen. That it's brain function into ability, into release. It's like Marino plus Tom. Oh yeah, he runs better than both. It's just, I watch him and I think it looks like, it reminds me of Jordan. I'm like, is he playing at 70% speed? Well, yeah, I, I feel like I'm, 
I'm disagreeing with you by just pushing back on that. We've never seen anyone have this composure throughout a game when I watch Brady do it for 20 years. But when you want to talk about his ability in the moment, um, he's a he's a basket. Like the reason I've always loved basketball is that if you're really that good, you just figure out a way. You just figure out a way. Like it's five on five, and you know, you can double team me, but I got to get rid of the ball. Then I got to come back to it. And within the shot clock, like I got to figure out a way to make this shot because nobody great gets double teamed to the point where it's like, Hey, that guy, he had zero points in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Like you find a way once all the plays are understood and everything's breaking down and the other guy who can't shoot throws it back to you. And you have it with seven seconds left on the shot clock, huge possession game seven. You have to find a way you're not relying on whether or not an infielder was positioned correctly, or if the pitcher had it or didn't have it. If you're the cleanup hitter, you know, like that's, so codependent and even though football's the ultimate team sport because of all the moving pieces like there's just so many other things that have to go into you making it work and Mahomes has felt like the best basketball player like he's playing football like a basketball player where I thought that game against San Francisco was incredibly hard for him watching the beginning of that game that first half I'm like okay oh, yeah. the San Francisco D-line has shown up now in a way they did not show up against Green Bay or Detroit they're up for this they're amped um, he doesn't have guys that can win on the outside here. You know, where's Kelsey? Okay, there's a little bit here, there. They're running right up the middle with Pacheco and this Niners defense that was supposedly susceptible to that was shutting it down for a good chunk. And it didn't look like he was comfortable. And then we saw that stat where they've gone 17 straight possessions in the playoffs going back to the Baltimore game into the San Francisco game without a touchdown. Right. And yet you're like, he'll figure it out. <laughs> That's and, right. And he did. <laughs> I mean, it's it's... It's got to be incredible. You want to talk about sports fandom jealousy right now? I mean, how could anyone be higher than the Chiefs fans? Like, who? How, there's no one that you'd be more jealous of knowing that that guy's there, going to be there a long time. And I agree with you that it feels like this one guy that can control a game where it's not supposed to be one guy that controls it. Basketball, it's supposed to happen. Football, it's not. Let's let's pivot to this. So you and I go to a certain place, don't, you know, the 900 Club in Manhattan Beach. So I, I ran into Chip Kelly a couple of times in the last month. So uh, I had a pretty good inkling that, you know, an offensive coordinator gig may be in the offing. The second thing is I ran into Lawrence Frank. I sat down to have uh, a Cobb salad and a beer because I just worked out and I thought, eat clean, get home. Lawrence Frank is next to me who runs the Clippers. Really nice guy. And um, it was fascinating. That'll, let's pivot to this. So as we kind of move into the NBA season, I told him, I said, Lawrence, I said, I know you don't listen. You're a busy guy, but holy shit, did I miss on this? I was like, this Harden thing, give me a break. Where's Westbrook going to play? The chemistry. And he was really interesting. He said, you know, at this point in James' career, shit, he wants to be coached and win. He, he got money. He got fame. He just wants to win games. I have watched probably six of their last seven games. And I don't know if I told you this. It is the most enjoyable NBA offense, in my opinion, to watch. Mid-range, transition, threes, multiple wing scores and defenders. I, I honestly think Boston and Denver and the Clippers, to me, feel different than the rest of the league. Now, the Clippers have some scoring on the bench. Celtics, Denver don't really. But I, I've never said this in my life. A, I was totally wrong. And B, I do feel like the Clippers could win a championship. I'm with you on thinking it could happen, but you're also telling me Kawhi and Paul George are going to be healthy at the end of the year, which has not been a good health bet. They're the worst health bet of any of the contenders. But I did a pod probably a week ago after watching them go on this ridiculous stretch where 
you're like, okay, um, you know, this is this is significant. Like we're talking about a twenty seven and six stretch. Although by the time we're taping this, it was pretty alarming seeing Minnesota handle them so well and it's yeah. the second time they played them, which, you know, there's some matchup stuff with that that had me thinking about, wow, you know, they they really bogged them down. But yeah, look, Kawhi has played at a level that's almost like Pete Kawhi again. Yep. And he's been playing most of the season. Uh, Paul George, who we knew put up massive numbers, was one of the 10 most talented players. I thought he had a lot of playoff awards that were legitimate. I mean, he had an elimination game at Oklahoma City. It was terrible when they blew the 3-1 lead to Denver at the end of that. I mean, it was just bad. So it was kind of like, hey, is he one of these guys? And I thought once everybody else was gone and they took out Utah a few years ago and it was all on him and he had no choice, he had no one else to even defer to, that I, I think he's... I hope for his sake that he's turned the page on that a little bit, but I was with the unhardened. I just didn't think he's somebody you'd want to get into business with. Um, it had been the third team he had quit on the fourth trade demand, which I don't really blame him for the first one. Cause he wanted to make his money in Oklahoma city, wanted to pay Durant, Westbrook and Ibaka. So that one didn't bother me. The end of Houston bothered me. The end of Brooklyn bothered me and the Philly one. I, I mean, I thought he was, he was very peak and valley again in the playoffs when they needed him most and they blow the three, two lead to Boston. And I, I've shocked people with this cause they know I don't really like him and I don't like the way he's officiated and all that stuff. Again, none of it's really personal. I don't know the guy. Maybe he's a guy. It sounds like people love hanging out with him. So he, uh, he thought he was getting the big money, but he took 13 million less. Yeah. And Philly's adamant that nothing was ever understood. And I'm always like, I don't know a lot of guys that just leave $13 million on the table without thinking the extension is coming to make up for it. Uh, he doesn't play well enough against the Celtics. That extension yeah. now is whatever was talked about, depending on who you want to believe. But when he had been traded finally, Colin, even though Lawrence Frank is telling you, hey, he wants to win, he wants to be coach, his first answer was, I want to go somewhere I can get paid. <laughs> it just so happens to be a contender from an area that's close to where he's from and with an owner that has the deepest pockets of anybody. And I think the lesson in all of this is that Harden would have been super unappealing for a lot of other scenarios right. where it's still a no for those teams. But credit to the Clippers, the culture, having the other guys established, he doesn't have to be the guy. He's probably going to get paid. And now that he's the third guy, he can have those playoff duds, which are all over, littered throughout his game log in his playoff history, where he could maybe even still have one of those, and it won't matter because the way the rest of the team is built. The volume. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, take a moment, rate, and review. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.